coming up. Mary Jo talks about her recent visit to the Warner Brothers Studios. That's next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 662, for the week of March 26, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Mlada-Willie. Hello! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, hi there! And Tony Spatel. Hello! Alright, so it is it's been a while since we've done a hashtag day six segment. It has. I I think I don't even know that we did one this year yet. I, yeah, we've, we've just been busy, 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 and yeah. But now it is time. Yay. Yes. Yay! So again, you know, Disneyland caps that ticket at five days. What else are you gonna do while during your trip here to Southern California? Well, we've been kind of talking about doing this for a while, and I finally had the chance um, to do this particular activity. I want to give you a little bit of history. Well, first of all, let me tell you what we're going to talk about. Um, my friend Brenda and I recently did the Warner Brothers Studio Tour, um, and the Warner Brothers Studios are located near Universal Studios, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that. So. As many of you know, Southern California is home to many movie studios. We've got Universal, as I said. We have the Henson Studios that you can see on the ABD trip, Paramount, CBS, Sony, which was formerly MGM, and the Warner Brothers Studio, among others. Um, the Warner Brothers Studios was founded by the four brothers, Albert, Sam, Harry, and Jack, which I had no idea. I just thought of the name Warner yeah. Brothers, but um, you did have the four brothers, and Jack is the one who... Most people associate with, uh, he was more flamboyant, and I think he was probably the last surviving brother. Um, but don't quote me on that. And I want to give you, um, I have the Warner Brothers Studio Tour official guide. Let me just tell you a little bit about the history before we get into the actual tour. So um, they says that everything begins at the Warner Brothers Studio lot in Burbank, California. It's the company headquarters, production center, and creative hub. Each year, the studio produces nearly two dozen films, hundreds of television episodes, thousands of hours of live TV. Beyond these walls, Warner Brothers reaches every corner of the globe in over 40 languages and 175 countries. So the studios began, um, well, in 1903 is when the brothers started uh, the movie business, so to say. And they started with... Um, their first main character or their first big star. And does anybody know who their first big star was? Everybody knows who this is. And I'll tell you that this star was featured in a famous Disney dog animated feature. I'll give you another hint. Rinton Tin? Rinton Tin, yes. Remember in 101 Dalmatians, they're watching Rin Tin Tin on TV? Yep. 
Yeah, except his name wasn't Rin Tin Tin. But it was Rin. Well, really? It, it was Dog. It was inspired by Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> it was Dog, yes. <laughs> dog. No, he, he was. He, he, he was named something else, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I apologize for that. I always associated with him with uh, Rin Tin Tin. Well, but he was inspired by Rin Tin Tin. Okay. He was the first star of the Warner Brothers. Um, it was a German shepherd that was rescued by an American soldier during World War One, And, of course, they had the adventures of Rin Tin Tin. And then, just like Disney had a movie that saved the studios, there was a certain movie for the Warner Brothers that because of this movie, they were able to build their studios. Do you guys know what that one is by any chance? It was 1927. And it was the studio's first big blockbuster. Before my time. It was before your time, before all of our time. Um, but it was um, the jazz singer. Yeah. Uh-huh, the first talkie. And and that's probably why. And they made so much money off of the jazz singer that they were able to build the Burbank Studios. And then we go on through, and I'm not going to go through the through the history, but a lot of us can have can probably name. There's um, Rin Tin Tin now. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> right on cue. Right on cue. But but the the studio is just rich in history, and a lot of you know when we growing up. I mean, how how many of us can relate to the Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck cartoons, and and other things? I mean, Warner had right so i've been wanting to do this tour at the warner brothers studio and we recently went on a saturday now let me tell you you your options to go on the set on the weekend when there's no production going on which allows you to go in different sets and studios so that's really cool but if you go during the week you have an opportunity of maybe perhaps and the long shot actually seeing um some stars who are there actors that um are working and you see them on set like we were at the burbank studios and we saw sammy davis jr one time so although there's no guarantee you have an opportunity to see stars on the weekend you're not going to see any stars you're just probably going to see some production uh people doing some of the the back work but like i said you get to see the studios that are not being used and so you get um a better, you get more footprint. You get to, you have a better opportunity to see all the different sets. So, um, are you pull, are yeah. you looking up stuff on the internet while you're talking? No. Okay, because your sound is is cutting out just a little bit. Wait, let me. Well, she's trying sure. to relive the the, know, the, when, the, the roaring twenties of when Warner <laughs> Brothers first started. It's a, it's a jazz <laughs> singer. She has the same soundtrack there going. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, um, just as an and FYI, it's hard for if, her to spin that phonograph and talk <laughs> at the same time. If you do, if you do going go during the week, they will take you into a set on downtime, or, um, or like one of the times I went was back when Gilmore Girls was still an active series. We actually, our tram actually stopped, and we got to you know they told all of us to be quiet. And we got to watch as they were starting up filming an, a, a little bit. So we got to see, you know, all the people in the scenes and and all that stuff in the background. Which which is a lot of, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah. 
Or, you know, there was that one time I was on the tour and Ocean's Eleven, one of the Ocean's movies was being filmed and we saw, like, you know, George Clooney walking in his suit down the way. That'd be awfully cool. cool. How many women jumped off the uh, trams? Well, you know, tram visitors during the week back in the days of ER used to get to see him playing basketball. Because that was one of the things they did. He and Noah Wiley and them would would all go and play basketball. Well, and they and had a little set up. Yeah, I can see that. Although I didn't see any basketball sets when we were there. But um, so Nancy, since you've been on it, and as I mm-hmm. kind of go through the tour, please jump in with your experience. Sure, that would help also. Okay. So one thing I do want to emphasize is that if you are planning on visiting the exhibit. Um, the tour make your reservations ahead of time um all tours are scheduled and you want to make sure that your party can tour together especially if you're going in a large group okay so the site says that um this is what they say on the site guests will explore their outdoor sets and sound stages used to create productions such as gilmore girls big bang theory and argo each tour includes exclusive access to original props costumes picture cars and sets used from Batman to Friends. Additionally, studio tour guests will stop at the DC Universe, DC Comics exhibit, the real Central Perk Friends set, original Batman Museum, which includes the Batmobile collection, and so much more. Visit the best studio tour in Los Angeles and interact with all of the magic of filmmaking today. We get you closer to the entertainment you love. And when my friend Brenda and I went, we found all of this to be true. So the tour itself can take from two and a half to three hours, depending on the time that you spend in the interactive soundstage that I'll explain, um, tell you about later. Uh, you get to, you start your experience in the Warner Brothers Studio Tour Building. Uh, you can't miss it because it has a huge Bugs Bunny statue and a huge Daffy Duck statue um, in bronze on the walk to the entry door. Once inside, you show your ID. You have to have your ID and you validate your tour time and And then you wait for your tour. So I had made a mistake um, when I booked the tour because we had waited so long. Um, I I typically, I'm pretty good about planning my, the things I like to do. But this time I actually booked the tour a week before we were going to go. And so there, there were only three tour times available. We either had 8.30 in the morning, 3.30 in the afternoon or 4 p.m. So I had chosen 8.30 and then thinking about it that we would have to leave our home really early i changed it to 3 30 but then when i checked out and paid for it i failed to ensure that we had the change in tour time um, that had gone through so i thought the young uh, man who was checking us in was kidding because he said oh you're late for your tour and i was thinking well we're a half hour early and it turned out that we were late by several hours because i had chosen the 8 30 in the morning but luckily, he was able to get us on the next tour. He told us that they had a room, and he was able to fix it for us. So although I was so happy because I was thinking, I didn't want to drive all the way out to Burbank and not take the tour. But luckily, it did work out for us, but I wouldn't count on it working every time, especially if you, take, if you want to go take a later tour. So be sure you check your times when, before you actually pay for it. Um, the tours leave every half hour between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. Um, and while you're waiting, there's a little lounge in a Starbucks there where you can get something to eat or drink or grab bottled water that you can take on the tour with you. And what that I Starbucks like- is uh, also on the um, on the uh, order. You can order off the app. 
So you can actually get your Starbucks ordered before you get there and then go to and pick it up. Which is Sorry. nice if they have a, well, it works if there's a, for us, there, um, there didn't have to be, happen to be a crowd, but if there is a crowd, it saves you some time. And they do have some tables that you could sit at some couches or you could just, yep. and they do have things to read on the wall, um, about the movies that they've made through the years and the, uh, Oscars that they've won. So those are kind of fun too. On weekdays, there will be a crowd at that Starbucks because of all the business buildings. All the the building that the tour center is in is a um, like a Team Disney type of building. So there's a lot of offices above you and everything like that. And Warner Records is in the next building over, I think. Or that makes yeah, a lot Warner. of sense because it's a tall building. Yeah. So I mean. Sense. The music and the cable networks and all that are all in those build in those office buildings. Okay. My husband used to work for Warner Brothers, so. And it's and it's right in your neck. It's right at the end of yeah. your neighborhood, so I know yep. you know it well. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the waiting room really isn't large, so. Yeah. But and, like Nancy said, go ahead and order early if you do have the app. I like that the tour tram fits about 15 people total, including the driver. There's four bench seats behind the driver and a two-person bench seat next to the driver. Brenda and I sat right up front, just worked out that way, which I like better. And this gave us a great view. We were able to chat um, with the driver. And she talked to everybody. She had a microphone. Everybody could hear her. Um, but we, we were right up front where we could see everything. So there's no doors you just get in the tram and she drives and the it's a golf cart i guess so it's a very very large industrial golf cart yeah it's it's not like the universal studio trams at hollywood no, no it's not much at all. smaller it looks like from the photo it's yeah. it's yeah and and uh, they have bench sheets and stuff like that oh mary joe do you are you going to cover what you can and can't take with you because that's uh, there important. Was nothing, they didn't make us leave anything behind. So what can you not take with you? Um, it used to be that you, well, there'll be certain places where they'll ask you to put your cameras into um, into a lockbox in the tram. We didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that? Wow. They trusted Very... us not to take pictures. So I'll get to, when I when I get to those parts. Perfect. Then, then, then we'll address that. Okay. And then, yeah, it then used to be say... they were really picky. No, they like not take a big purse and no, they, there were no restrictions at Yay. all. I, I bottled water. We sat up front. Like I said, we had yeah. our purses and, and we carried everything with us. And I had my iPhone at where I could take a bunch of pictures. So, um, what I like is that this, you know, unlike the universe studios tour, this tour is more intimate because you're going in a small group. You can ask the tour guide anything. And if she doesn't know that, or he doesn't know the answer, They'll find out on the tour and they'll come back to you and, and let you know, you know, give you the answer. So I thought that was really cool. Um, we left the main, the main tour building is, is where you check in is set apart from the studios itself. And it's because I think what Nancy said is you're in a, a big office building and then you kind of go through a residential area, just like a block away. And while you're going through the residential area, the tour guide will not use the mic and in respect of the to respect the neighbors so they don't hear these 
tour buses all day long going to the studio. And there's these huge gates, these big iron gates with a big W that used to belong to, um, I believe, Jack Warner's home. And so they moved them over to the studios. And so those open up and you go onto the tour and then onto the studio. And then right away, there's sound stages and there's all kinds of sets. So for those of you who remember what the backlog tour at either Universal Studios or even at Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World, you're going through those sets. You're going through the facades and through the um, different towns or, or the streets let's say that they have where they film all these different programs and right now the pro main programs that they talked about were pretty little liars which nancy yep. knows very well um because her husband works on it so pretty little Are liars it was, it's gone it's okay so pretty and it was so cute because there was this young girl celebrating her birthday and when they said Pretty Little Liars, she started stomping her feet and clapping her hands in glee. It was so cute. She was so excited to, to see the sets. And the tour guide, knowing that, actually, she would name the different houses that belonged to the girls in the series and allowed this young lady to get off the bus and take pictures in front of the houses, get up on the steps and take pictures. And any of us could ask her at any time to stop the tour to take pictures in front of the houses, which was really cool. Wow. So, and then what I've been doing lately is I'm, I've been binge watching Gilmore. In fact, I just finished binge watching Gilmore girls. I had never seen the series before. So I was really thrilled to see the, the little town. And if you can remember at Universal studios, how they have the clock tower square where they had the gremlins and, and back to the future, they have the whole square and basically then pretty much the entire town, um, of Star Hollow. Yeah, Stars Hollow. Stars Hollow. Um, yeah. Right there. So we were able, to, they stopped the, they stopped the tram. Then as we walked through the, through the town, I'll, you know, town quote unquote, um, they were explaining how the facades work. They, we actually got to go into the set so we could see behind the facades. And then we could see there's this one building that actually is built out for filming. And it has expandable walls. You know, the walls fold back so that they fit mm -hmm. the cameras in and change the size of the rooms. Or they would show lockers that are partially... They, they only make the sets where the camera's going to film. And then the rest is just, like, just the cover, not the whole thing. Like, between the facade and a and a whole house. So we went through a whole bunch of those in a little film showing how they um, how they use the facades. And then and transition to the soundstage for the interior shots. And then they showed us, in fact, um, some of the trees still had branches tight, like zip, lock, zip tight on them. And so they show how they change the trees to show the different seasons, for instance. And one of the cool things that um, the Warner Brothers Studios is just on the other side of the Hollywood Hills. So there are certain scenes that might be in winter, but if you're discerning enough or you pay attention, the Hollywood Hills behind them that are, you know, have no snow on them whatsoever. And were you going to say something, Nancy, about... Um, I was going to say, and did they tell you some of the other things that little square has been? No, go ahead. They probably did, but you probably remember more than me. Um, than I, I can't remember all of them, but another one that's most notable um, was the courthouse from Seinfeld. Or not oh, the courthouse right. from Seinfeld. Um, and then um, also... Batman. the. Um, the Drew Carey show. Yeah, that was Batman. 
Batman um, the series, and they showed where Bruce Wayne would run up the stairs, stairs to Commissioner Gordon's. The courthouse was his office in, for the series. Yeah. So many things have been done on that lot. So, so many, many things. Then they also took us on this little road, and it's uh has all this foliage. And then they told us how um, Jurassic Park, part of it was filmed there, in the scene where Jeff Goldblum is in the back of the Jeep, where mm -hmm. telling him to go faster because the T Rex is going um, after them. And I won't give you, I don't, I don't want to spoil the the tour. So they give you some trivia about the filming in that area that kind of made us laugh and it was just really cool so there's all these little scenes there's they showed us where Casablanca um some of the original sets from Casablanca are still standing the um ambulance bay for ER as Nancy said you know they actually saw George Clooney um playing basketball and um yeah. and other just a bunch of um tv shows and movies now, I recommend that before you go, if you know that certain movies were made by Warner Brothers or filmed on the Warner Brothers studio, maybe do some research and then ask your tour guide because there are so many that have been filmed there. They can't possibly tell all of us in the tour. All yeah. these, I mean, tell all the films on the tour. If there's particular films that you're curious about. You know, jot it down and ask them and then they'll point out the areas where they where they um, filmed these scenes. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. They're very, very, very good about that. Much more so than any of like the Universal type things. I mean, Paramount is good about that too. Paramount doesn't have as much of the... Because, you know, we did a show on the Paramount tour a while back. Folks can look that up. Um, but Paramount doesn't have that same kind of backlot history that Warner does um, and they don't have that many backlot buildings that are still in existence so you know that's that's huge um, the sadness is that you know they've Warner Brothers has torn out all of their western their western backlots and stuff um, so that is you know you can't do the fun thing like walk down those if you want to see the western backlots the only place you can really see any anything like that anymore is at universal but you know it's just because now they fill all film all of that out in um oh gosh well, in Castaic. Or, yeah well no they do it on in uh Castaic and at paramount ranch and you can google paramount ranch um where they filmed like dr quinn medicine woman things like that so if you're into westerns go that way but here oh my gosh any new york all the new york street sets you'll get to that and oh of course, yeah lala you know lala land is huge for them right now since so much of that was filmed on the warner lot well they actually the the out the cafe with the outdoor tables they stopped and we actually took pictures um sean Thompson, if you remember down. him he asked me if if uh well, because I tweeted that we were on the studio tour, and he yeah. says, "Can you?" He goes, "Did you? Do you get to see the cafe?" And I go, "As a matter of fact," and I send a picture of, to him that Brenda and I took sipping coffee in the cafe from La La Land. So that they, was really cool. And they just disassembled it. Okay, I had to. Have been, I just went two weeks. Yeah, ago. I know. They just disassembled it because they had a thing on their website saying it was going down last Sunday. 
Oh, well, then I'm glad I have those pictures. I know, uh, right? <laughs> we also saw the house exterior for Fuller House. Um, as many of you know, Full House was filmed in, you know, <laughs> the house is in, is in San Francisco. But they've changed the exterior of the house because I think they got tired of so many tourists. <laughs> yes. Going to the front of the house and taking pictures, right? I think they put a fence there. They changed the color of the door and stuff. So they built an exterior there on the Warner Brothers lot with the red door um, for this for the newer series, did, the Fuller House I hear series. That the, the the creator of it has bought the house now, so that they can. Yeah, um, they were telling us that on the tour that um, they want to restore it so that people who are fans of the show can stay there. Yeah. Oh, so you know for a price of course so i think that's um that's really cool so um those are those are the basic areas that we saw uh of the sets and and like nancy said there's there's more out there it's just that there's so much and i don't want to spoil it for you know some of the some of the surprises that you have one of the cool things about that that lot is that everything on that lot is built to be a set, including the office buildings, including the bungalows, including it. When they build a parking structure, it's designed to look like certain things from certain angles so that they that... can use it as office buildings or they can use it as as different things because if you look at some of the ones across the la river that they own because the lot actually extends backwards and then there they have a few buildings and parking lots across the la river that they also use yeah don't they say that there's no signage because so that they can use them yes So that makes it, it, it makes it really easy for them to just put up whatever signs they need to take down, whatever signs they need to, things like that. Right. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because they did say that when we were there on the tour. Yeah. So, um, and then once you visit all of these, the different sets and they tell you um, the, the trivia about the different um, buildings, then they take you to the Warner Brothers archive and you get only 20 minutes there. And it's two stories. And while in there, they did let us take pictures so we could take pictures in the archive. And they had costumes. They had things from Harry Potter. It was so cool. They had like that fireplace with all the letters coming in. They had Mm -hmm. props from the movie. They had um, things from, let me see, you had, let me see what I have here. Um, DC Comics, Harry Potter. Uh, We were sorted by the sorting hat. And it was really cute because my friend Brenda, she never seen a Harry Potter series. So I filmed her getting sorted by the sorting hat. Oh, how fun. And she just sat there with a big smile. She was like, what do I do now? I said, you're a Gryffindor. (laughs) That's awesome. So then I got sorted and then I got Gryffindor. And then I thought, okay, everybody's going to get Gryffindor. But then the next person got Ravenclaw. And then the next person got Hufflepuff. And then the next person got Ravenclaw again. So they do. it is arbitrary what you get. But I think I belong in Gryffindor, so I was very happy to get it. Aww. Anyway, so <laughs> so there yeah, that's been a fun exhibit for a long time. Yeah, it is, and it's you can take you only have twenty minutes, but you can spend as much time as you want in any one exhibit there. They also had um, 
props from Fantastic Beasts, and they had all these costumes there to look at. Um, after the archive, uh, we then drove to the Ellen stage, and this is where we were not allowed to take pictures. They didn't confiscate anything from us, but oh, they nice. just we weren't allowed to take pictures. So um, we went. Yeah, because Ellen used to be Ellen used to not be on the Warner lot, and then when the sale of NBC came, or when they are uh, when when the whole studios that she used to actually be in the same lot where they shot Jay Leno and Johnny Carson and all that. In fact, Jay Leno um, had actually moved into her studio for a while um, when she moved over to that lot. So it's really interesting. It's very nepotistic how Hollywood works because like, just because your show is on one network doesn't mean it's not filmed at another lot. And they were talking about this in the chat room with Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars was an ABC family slash freeform show. And, but it was entirely filled on Warner. Same with like the Drew Carey show. That was an ABC show filled on Warner. Yeah, they license, right? They they rent out these from each other. They rent out whatever's the best space to film and shoot in. Right. So... You know, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I think um, so. How that all works. And I've been to the Ellen show, so although the the setup of the stage looked kind of the same, the furniture was different and it looked bigger. And so that's yeah. probably what happened. But um we were able to sit in the chairs, you know, and of course you see the aisle. And whoever wanted to dance down the aisle could if they wanted to, but we didn't have any brave souls, so we just Aww. everybody just looked at our tour guide. So, um, but then they explain to you, but they tell you how the show is done. They tell you um, how long the audience stays there and, and other things. So that was really fun to see. And then from there, we walked over or we were probably driven to rather than walking. But the next stage we went to was the Big Bang Theory, which is another show that I really enjoy watching. So they had five different stages um, set up. So the three in the middle are always the same, and it's Penny's apartment, the stairwell, and um, Leonard's, and oh, I forget his name, but the boys, the boys' apartment. Sheldon. So those, Sheldon, thank you. Their apartment. How could you so forget the, Sheldon? I know, right? Um, those always stay the same, and then they two outside uh, stages are interchangeable. So you might get the cafeteria, or you might get you know, uh, the, the bookstore or the, I'm sorry, the, is it comic book store? Yeah. Anyway, so those, those always change out and then you have the audience and then they, we sat down and then they explained to us, you know, how, you know, how they film, you know, when they start run, when they have their, their read through and their, the uh, rehearsals and then when they bring in the audience and how all of that works. So I thought that was really interesting too. And again, we couldn't take pictures. Um, I would say that the one thing that I didn't like about this portion of the tour is remember that the tours. Um, hold on, hold on one second. Okay, try again. Can you hear me? Okay. Nah, barely. Shoot. Okay, now I got, I got you good now. now. Back. Okay, I don't know what happened. Sorry. Um, so the one thing I I kind of didn't like, and this is a 
might be a small nit, but it might be an issue for, for more people. And I tell you, sit in the front. They have, they had three tour guides, three different groups, three different tour guides all talking to us. So oh. just think of just an audience. So you had your left, your center, and then the right. So I was actually cupping my ears so that I can concentrate on what our tour guide was saying and not hear what other tour guides were saying. They don't have microphones, so they're not shouting above each other. But I found that to be a little a little annoyance. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I I kind of didn't um, care for, but I still could hear our tour guide. It was just concentrating. So I wouldn't, you know, de squirrel and, and pay attention to somebody else talking. So, um, that, that would be the, the small knit. So I just want to, um, I want to walk, walk up the stairwell. Yeah. Over and over again. Yes. The one that we saw happened to have the caution tape on. So, you know, that's the one between, between their their scenes but yeah so that, that would have been really cool they didn't let us near the stage at all that was my question how much you got to interact with that set so it depends uh, on the set well those are live sets still being used okay so, we so out of the stages okay because you don't want somebody moving something yeah yeah, yeah yeah obviously yeah. yeah right so there's always accidents that happen and stuff not that any of us are clumsy or anything like that but you know they they don't want something misplaced or or borrowed. So, um, but it was really cool to to be there, and I've been to a few shows, so um, I know what they look like. But it's still fun to see them. Um, after the Ellen and Big Bang sets, we went to um, I call it the Car Museum. I think it's the Warner Brothers Museum, and here we had all kinds of probably all the. The Batmobiles and Bat motorcycles and Bat sleds and the Bat tank and all of those vehicles were in this this one building, and you could take pictures. And they had a huge statue of Batman. I'm making all these hand gestures. Then there was a huge statue of of Batman, and these were actual vehicles that were used in the various movies. So anybody who's into Batman or the DC comics would have really um, to see that. I thought it was cool. Um, I think they change out vehicles depending on what's happening. I think in the past they've had Harry Potter vehicles. So it depends where you go. They're always changing things out depending on what's available, what's being used, or what's, you know, maybe they switch between studios uh, so that different people can see the different they, props. They, they always have the Wonder Woman's invisible jet. You just can't see it. <laughs> nice. Uh -huh. Oh, man. My dude. How? Very nice. <laughs> Speaking of which, the Wonder Woman movie apparently comes out fairly soon. Yep. Yeah. Just that released, and then the just Justice League trailer. trailer. Yeah, Justice League. Jason takes, Momoa takes me back to my youth. Yeah. Wonder, well, you know, and, and, oh, and they were so much more marketed um, to us as youngsters in our younger days than than the, the Marvel characters right, were. Right. Other True. than that one cheesy Captain Marvel show. Mm. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so I, I come to oh, our, last, our last stop was stage 48, which had interactive sets, which was pretty cool. So this is relatively new. This was really neat. And this is one, if any of you are the Friends show, remember that series? If you're fans, they actually had the whole set for Central Perk. 
and you could sit. This one, Tony, they let us sit on the couch. So yeah, you could sit on exciting. the couch. Um, like you were in the scene, you could take pictures. They had coffee cups, so you could pose like you're there with your friends, um, which would be fun if you were there with a group, right, and get somebody to take a picture of you um, in that in that whole set. They did also you order one? Did they order one what? One of the a coffees. Drink. No. No, you they had empty coffee cups that you could sit and and take a picture with them. Pretend drink. So pretend Well no. Drink. They they actually sell that Universal actually sells their own central perk coffee. Okay, but this is the set. Branded coffee. I know. It's the set, but getting in there and going forward. Sorry, you're not there yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> so Nor will she so, be. Okay. <laughs> and then then there's there's other things, and I'm not telling you in the order that we saw them, but there was this really cool um, first perspective set, because they also filmed Lord of the Rings, right? So they had a table that when two people sat on opposite sides of it, facing each other, one was tiny and one was big. So if you figure Gan- like picture Gandalf with the hobbits, so the person on the right would be really big and the person on the left would be small. And it was so cute because there were these two, two young girls. And so we told them, go sit there. And one of them goes, I don't want to be the big one. I want to be the little one. You know, so they were so they switched and they were there with a guy friend and then the two girls were on the left and the guy was on the right and so i was taking pictures of them and it's just the way they have the table it's really two separate tables one one seat is higher than the other and just the way the whole thing is set up the one on the left is tiny and the one on the right is big and when you see it on the screen it's so much bigger and so much lower so that was that's kind of cool that you can go there and they also tell you, you know, what's a good spot to take the picture that you, with your own camera, you can take a picture. They also had different exhibits explaining how they filmed the different scenes so that um, Ian McKellen was Gandalf, right? So he would appear so much bigger than all the hobbits and how they were filmed separately. But then when they put the two scenes together, and so it was really cool how they did that. Then they have some green screens. One, you're writing a you're riding a, a broom. The other one, you're riding a bat cycle, and I forget what the third one is. Do they were they do they film them or did you just take pictures so you, or how did it work? No, you go there and they film you, and then you can purchase. Film. Ah, of course. Okay. See, they get you. Yeah, they get you there if you now you don't have to purchase the film, but if you want it, you can buy the souvenir. But then they film you either. Uh, you're riding Quidditch or you're you know, uh, in the bat cycle being chased. And so it's very exciting and everything. So that was kind of a fun interaction. And then they have some scenes from Gravity. I'm trying to remember all the different scenes they had. Gravity, Lord of the Rings, and some other scene where they're showing you how they do the special effects for those scenes. Then they have a room where you go into the room and they show you how they blend the sound. So you're watching the scene from Gravity. Now, I, know, I haven't seen the movie myself, but I know this scene well now because I've seen it several times. And it's the part where Sandra Bullock was spinning off in space. So they show this scene. Hold on one second. Your, your sound is... Not sure what's going on tonight. It could be 
give me, can you give me a quick second? Okay. Sorry. So what was your favorite part of the tour, Nancy, that? Oh, gosh. You know, before they built this new soundstage mm-hmm. where they've got all these interactive exhibits. Right. It used to be the Warner Brothers Museum stop was the big stop. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at that Warner Brothers Museum, um, they had some really cool things. Like one of my favorite things was always reading like the letters that stars would write to Jack Warner and Mm -hmm. discussing contracts. They had this great one from Betty Davis (laughs) where she just went off on jack warner i don't remember seeing that i wonder if they change they've out their taken exhibits. yeah they always change out the exhibits and they're only there for certain amounts of time and then these are like standard exhibits that when they don't have anything special going on they put these in so you, you know okay. they usually do like historic archive pull out of the archive pull out of the archive well, um, you know, yeah, and, they, and then letters and and different props and stuff from older films but I think that Just, was discussing, um, I think that was discussing, like, contracts for, like, Rosemary's Baby or something. <laughs> you know, That's back good. in the day. So, I mean, those were really, really cool letters. So, I used to love going in and sitting and reading that stuff. Fascinating. Now, okay, I'll, remind me to come back to that, Nancy. Okay. To finish up on the on the gravity scene... What they did is they showed you the, that scene that I said where she gets flung out into space and they show each sound element by itself. So they show you the scene with only the Foley uh, sounds. The Foley sounds are the ones that they might, like if, if they're doing a horse clopping, you'll hear somebody will be making the sound with coconuts or something or they make those kind of sounds <laughs> off set. Those are Foley sounds. So they'll show that. Then they do the scene again with just the music. Then they do the scene again with just her heartbeat because it accelerates as she goes on. Then you hear the scene with another sound. Then they blend them together and you realize the complexity um, that it takes to to put all of the sound together and why they win Oscars for doing all this because it does take a talent to do that. So these are some of the elements that you get to do when you're in that at that stage 48 that I'm talking about. And then from there, you walk out, then they have a cafe, they have a gift shop, and you'd be surprised how many Harry Potter products are there in the gift merchandise or in the gift shop because Harry Potter is Warner Brothers and they license Harry Potter to Universal Studios. So they had everything that you can get at Universal Studios plus some extra. They had all the wands, they had everything. I didn't, I couldn't compare prices though. I, could, I should have taken pictures of prices to see if if it was more expensive or not, but they also had, you know, all the, the popular shows and stuff that you could get for the gift shop. And then you I would imagine the- it was less just because it's their original studio merch. I'm thinking so that- it's the marketing. You don't have to have that universal middleman. Right. Right. Just um, thinking. So basically that's, that was the tour. And then you take the tram again and it takes you back to where you began at the studio tour. And then now I want to go back to what you were saying, Nancy, about the archive where you were reading all those really cool things. Mm-hmm. I think it's neat that they change it out. So you're, it's not the same 
it's not the same tour when you go because there there's so much history there. I mean, you think of Disney and the archives for those of you who have been able to experience that and how much history there is. Well, Warner Brothers Studios has just as, as much, if not more, history there on 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 their lot that they can change out or you can see. Now we took the the regular studio tour. You can take a deluxe tour. That one's six hours long. Wow. And you're gonna see a lot more than what we saw in the studio tour. Yep. And and then there's like, isn't there a version of the studio tour too where it's not the six hour deluxe, but they have um an option where you can buy a book? There's the premium and then there's the six hour. There's like well, two different levels i think we have this there's a studio tour deluxe tour the education program and studio history so we took the studio tour and i purchased a book so at the time that we went it was a southern california special so it was 49 dollars. Yep. the book is around 11 dollars, i think oh i'm sorry 14.95 but i think i got it on sale for 11 dollars. but anyway if you get it <laughs> um if you go if you go now because the I think the Southern California special's over. Well, um, well, the yeah, tour well, for those of this that aren't in Southern California, what's um, the price? It's, oh, now it's for everybody. So the for adults it's sixty two dollars. Okay. Uh, child is fifty two dollars online, and if you go, if you if you buy the tickets there on site, sixty five and fifty five. So you save three dollars a person if you do it online which i recommend so that you don't get there and find out they don't have any tours available especially with only 14 and then if you, per, yeah i'm sorry especially with only 14 in each tram or whatever so right right and and like i said i booked it a week ahead of time and there were only three tours left on that particular day that we could and, book so and on weekends um and on weekends there are fewer tours than weekdays um, on weekdays, it pretty much leaves out every half an hour. And on the weekends, there are some tour slots like in the middle, like late morning that don't exist. Late morning to mid-afternoon that don't exist. So there's a big lunch break in there. How does the pricing of the, the six-hour tour compare? The deluxe tour is only $295. Only? Okay. <laughs> That's why we didn't take it. Mm-hmm. So that that tour includes breakfast and some real behind the scenes um, and lunch. But for but so, for sixty, you're getting a much more um, personalized tour than you I get. Have, I think it's an int- yeah. I yeah. considered it an intimate tour compared to the Universal Studios. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just the backlot tour because you know Universal Studios also has it's the amusement park plus the backlot right. tour. So you're getting yeah. that whole package. This, if you really want to see what it's like, how how the studios are, then I I do recommend this tour. And Nancy, you you've been on it. You said four times. So, yeah, I've been on it four times. Now keep in mind, my husband used to work for Warner Brothers in the WB Network, so um, we went on it free a couple times. Um, <laughs> but I've been on it multiple times since 2000. So I've really gotten to see it change. Like I've gotten, I got to see the Western street. I got to actually, I also got to spend time on that lot before nine, before nine 11. 
I got to spend time on that lot just walking around with my husband. Like we w- would go and we would eat in the can in the canteen and stuff like that. So there were lots of. I mean, it was a much different studio back then before they had to put up a lot of the security they have now. Um, One of the cool things about the six-hour tour is you get in-depth walks into props, costumes. So you actually, they have one of the largest working props departments. A lot of places, you know, you can't keep that much physically on property. So there are lots of little independent prop companies around the, around the city and the, you know, around the Valley that they can get their stuff from. But Warner has a huge props department and a huge costumes department. So when you walk into their costumes department, it's incredible. And you actually get to talk to costume, not just the person who, sort of works there and is there just to talk. I mean, you get to talk to the real people, you know, an occasional seamstress, things like that. They talk about how their, how their, you know, system is set up, how they rent costumes. You really get much more of an understanding of how this stuff all works right. and how these studios come together to build productions. So it's it's really kind of a neat thing. You get to go in, into some of the buildings you only zing by on the studio tour. Right. Which is kind of cool. Um, oh, and I have to correct myself. It's till March 30th that the La La Land is. It, that's when they're going to break that set down. Okay. I'm so glad that we saw it. Um, just a couple of other notes. It's 100 acres. Yeah. Um the studio it has 35 sound stages some of the things that you'll see um some of them are on the the regular studio tour and some of these are on the deluxe tour because we did not see everything that's on this list you have the studio tour entrance water tower hennessy street new york street um they apparently they still have a midwest street nancy because this is a brand new book they have the jungle stage 48 the costume department stage 16 the mill the picture car vault the property department, the Rose Garden, Eastwood scoring stage. Oh, yeah, Clint Eastwood had his own storage. They they pointed it out to us. Um, quite quite a big. It was like a, a lean to building that he just used whenever he wanted to because he's Clint Eastwood. And then post production. Yeah. Well, so they, he he's been a director on so many movies. Yeah. The yeah, he's needed to have his own storage area for a long time. <laughs> yeah, so but, if you're a fan of any of these movies that have been filmed there, or Clint Eastwood, or um, George Clooney, or any of those, you can ask your your tour guide, and they'll they'll point out things. And like I said, they let you yeah. jump off that tour bus, even if you take the regular tour and take pictures. So, um, like I said, I I highly recommend it. It's go ahead, Nancy. I was going to say that Midwest Street that you're talking about is actually those houses that are that's on the far side of the of the square. Oh, so that's okay. the those are, yeah. that's what they call the Midwest Street. Those were the infamous. Um, anytime they did a movie out of the twenties, they used those homes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's the Western Street. It's the westerns that was the one they tore out, unfortunately. So, so for those of you who are um, 
Gilmore Girls fans. I found out that Lorelai and Suki live a lot closer than with the <laughs> than with the show. Yeah, which I I got a a big kick out of. So um, the tour, like I said, is it's two and a half to three hours. It took us three hours for the tour. If you go in the morning, um, I don't recommend first thing in the morning, but on a hot day, you might want to go in the morning or late in the afternoon to beat that heat that we can get because summer's coming up pretty soon. There's very close by, Nancy knows it because it's in her own neighborhood, is a Porto's where mm-hmm. Just opened up in Buena Park, but the one in Burbank has been there for years and years. You can get only all years, kinds of, actually. <laughs> how many? It's it's only been there about six or seven years. Well, that's years and years, years and years. Yeah, just... I suppose the one in Glendale is the original, but the okay. one in the one here in Burbank is the one that was the number one restaurant on Yelp. So that Porto's is close by. You can get breakfast or grab a bite afterwards, or you could do what Brenda and I did. There's another restaurant. I think the name of the street's Magnolia, but it doesn't matter. Just look up Pinocchio's in Burbank. It's very the close. Freaking to didn't come over after you so, went there. Yeah, I, I, but I waved. To, we, we, Nancy, we drove by your house and I pointed it out to her. Okay, Pinocchio's <laughs> so, is three blocks from my house. Like, not it was even. like Nancy was on the tour. Mm-hmm. Nancy was on the tour. I pointed out Nancy's house and I pointed out the house of um, the people who did the um, uh, um, Snow White movies, the the cute cottage house. But anyway, back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio's is a really cool it's an Italian the deli itself is called Monte Carlo the restaurant is Pinocchio's you can go there buy yourself some delicious Italian cookies they've got cheese meats and what have you or you could eat in the restaurant um it was it was really tasty you're also very close to Griffith Park so you can make it a day where you go to the Warner on the Warner Brothers studio tour if you happen to be there I don't know if they do the tour on Sunday, so we'll skip that. But you can go to the train museum. You can go to the to the carousel, you know, at, at Griffith Park. Yeah, you. and then this is another cool thing. Nancy lives in the coolest town, I think. They have a drive through Baskin-Robbins. Yes, we do. It was so the original we, international headquarters. So you can go to Baskin-Robbins, do a drive through and get some ice cream before you head on back to Disneyland. So you you'll have a a day where you're you'll um cinemics um I was gonna say cinemagraphic but that's wrong. Anyway, you'll you'll be delighted for all of the the movie trivia that you like, tasty and you can grab a bite to eat on your way home too. So excellent. It, it, totally worth it. It's very true. It, it it that has always been probably my favorite of the movie tours. Now the only one we really haven't done is Sony, um, because it's all the way down in Culver City. So, but but yeah, it's it's definitely it's not cheap. None of these movie studio tours are cheap. But you know, another thing, um, one of these days we need to do Mary Jo is we need to do how to how to attend a TV show taping for folks. So they could like combine this with a TV show taping. I'm glad you brought that up because if you go, you do do a a morning tour. There's a, you might have the opportunity where they'll give you tickets to a show that they have during the week. If you go during the time that they're taping things. Yep. And how do we get there from Disneyland? It's about 
I believe it's th- it's almost 38 miles from the Disneyland Resort. It takes about an hour to get there on a <laughs> on a day where you don't have too much traffic. It could take one to two hours depending on traffic. So you also want to schedule your tour during, you know, plan plan your day out that way. You either want to, you know, leave before um, rush my hour suggestion, or- My suggestion on a weekday is to take the 5 north to the 605. Take the 605 um, north again uh, to the 210 which is the um the freeway that runs across the 210 becomes the 134 and warner brothers is right off the 134 and hollywood way is your exit you'll miss the downtown traffic that's really good yes. idea. the 210 <laughs> runs along the base of the nobody of the wants mountain. to hear these directions you know that right <laughs> well you know i've got a you know there's a an there's app, app that i yes. use sometimes it's i know google but maps and ways you have a choice yeah. to go straight down the five to get there in the morning or to take that roundabout way the roundabout way is a little more mileage you know, it's not the hypotenuse it's the sides of the triangle but it it will be a much happier drive for you <laughs> just uh, saying I- I'd like to add one thing, just that <laughs> yes, for real Hollywood. Oh, so thank you, Nancy, for allowing me to add. Um, so, um, <laughs> Mary Jo, can I get out of my car and dance around while I'm on the freeway? No. Yes, you can. As yeah. well, only if you're going on the 105 to the yes. 105 to the 110 <laughs> as you're coming over, then you can. Yes, okay. And if it's another day in the sun. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so about the tour. I think a lot of our listeners want to do the Hollywood thing. And I think a lot of times people do the touristy Hollywood thing, see the stars on the sidewalk and see kind of random Hollywood things. I think based on what you're saying, if you want a real Hollywood experience and things that only you're going to get to see, it'd be worth to spend. It'd be worth it to spend the money and go on this tour because you'll be able to go home and not say, Oh, I saw the stars and someone else will go. Yeah, I saw those too. This will be something that only you saw, and it's real Hollywood, not like Universal, where it's kind of yes. made up Hollywood. That's it's so true, so Tony. There's no comparison between this and Universal. No comparison. No. Universal Studios has turned into a theme park. This is a real working studio, still is, and they're give, giving us a glimpse of their work life. And then if you want to go to Hollywood and, and Highland, then you can go do that in the afternoon. And, and it's an easy drive. Yep. Just over the hill and around the corner. What directions? Can you give directions? <laughs> yes, you take the... You take, anyway. There's only I'll one take... way to get there directly, and it literally is the road in front of Warner Brothers. Yeah. That's Olive, right? Take Riverside to Olive, and you go down till it turns into Barham, and it turns into 101. Siri, take the 101 to Island. I was kind of joking. Okay, so are there left turn? Are there left turn arrows? Or are I know, I mean, it's, it's literally... Three left turns and you're on All the right. road. Okay. Are there red light cameras? They're, they're talking her neighborhood. <laughs> are there parallel parking <laughs> issues? She's like, hold on, let it me really, go outside right now. It takes you about oh. 25 minutes at the most with some moderate traffic to get to Hollywood and Highland from you know from Warner Brothers Studios. Can I just walk there? Are there pa- are there pa- are there potholes in any? Should I go? <laughs> yes. To be in the there middle are lots lane? of potholes. Well, well, there, you know, cannot shut that. Is there down. an In and Out Burger between there? And- <laughs> no, you can 
You asked if you could walk there. You can walk there from Nancy's house. Yes, okay. Park in front of her house and you can walk there. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, everyone. That's going to do it for this segment of the Design Plugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Design Plugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.